Dish Podcast. It's Miley and Mandy. And we're happy to have you back. If you've been listening to us, if this is your first time, you have picked an, an incredible episode to join us. I agree. I agree. And I think they're all incredible. But yeah, this one was fun. It was super fun. Yeah. And it's going to get it gave me a lot of insight and I hope it gives our listeners some our some first insight, some ever fun. male guest. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Let's start with uh, new and good first, though, before we dive into the episode. So, Mandy, what's good and new this week? Oh, gosh. Good and new this week. Um, That's a great question. I I don't know that I have a lot of good and new. I mean, it was a long week. Oh, I got the vaccine. Did, oh, yes. Yeah. I, I already got it a few weeks ago. You did. But how was your experience you did. with the vaccine? Um, it was really good. It was busy. There were... Uh, so anybody listening, I got the COVID vaccine. I didn't just go get like my tetanus or something. I had that already too. So just in case you're wondering, I do have my shots. Um. The COVID vaccine, it was pretty easy. I signed up on like New Year's. A few days later, I got the email inviting me. And then this week I made the appointment and got in. There were lots and lots of cars, like hundreds and hundreds of cars. I rolled in 15 minutes before my appointment time, as they suggested. I ended up getting my shot probably seven minutes ahead of time. I have oh, wow, food nice. allergies and they were giving me a lot of grief about my food. Not grief, but they definitely asked me a lot of questions like, oh, are you allergic to any medications? And I said, no, none, no, no medication allergies. And they said, anything else? And I was like, well, I have food allergies. And they're like, what kind of food allergies? What happens? Is it anaphylactic? And I'm like, uh, a little bit. <laughs> like, oh, gosh. To medical professionals, apparently there is it no kinda, little bit. Uh, no, yeah, it's like a full-on reaction, girl. Yeah. So I was like, you know, as a small child, yes, my throat has closed up before from eating things that I'm That's allergic anaphylactic. to. anaphylactic. Like I didn't That's die. That's life-threatening. But did you die? That's, no, but that's life threatening, and that is of concern. And it's a, but it's a food allergy, and everything online is like you don't need to worry about having food allergies with this vaccine. So I was like, I'm, I'm not concerned. But they were like, you know, they're like, do you carry an EpiPen? I'm like, I mean, I have a prescription for an EpiPen, but I don't carry it. So next time I go, I'm just gonna say no. Just say no. <laughs> I'm like, no, yeah. it's fine. I, mm. Like a 15. This, so they roped me into the 30 minute observation lane. I know, I got into that. They were like, too. okay, cool. Like, I mean, two directors must have come over. Like, a couple screening people asked me these questions, and the lady comes over who's gonna actually uh, administer the vaccine. And at least two directors come over, and all these people are asking me the same questions: Is it anaphylactic? What are you allergic to? Da 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 da. What happens when you eat it? I'm like. Oh, I mean, yes, things swell up and get itchy. And like, I've taken Benadryl in the past. Like anytime I've had an exposure, it's been really small. So anyways, they decided to give it to me. I'm like, this isn't a big deal. Like, give me the shot. Just give it to you. So they decided to give it to me. And like, they just police escorted me, moved cones. And like, they had all these lanes with cones in the Mm -hmm. parking lot. Like it was really well organized. It was was. really good. Um, Everybody, it felt like everyone was really considering considerate of me and my allergies so that was nice i mean it is a new vaccine for a life-threatening virus that surfaced in the last year and so they want to be extra careful right 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 (laughs) you're right you're right (laughs) um and apparently like coronavirus vaccines have been something they'd kind of been working on but there'd always been like a lack of funding for like coronavirus vaccines in general and maybe there just weren't any that were specific enough that really none of them really affected humans so whatever anyways I they gave me the shot they like police escorted me and moved cones and moved me into the 30 minute line and tied that little tag around my mirror and yeah super cute firefighter EMT in that lane I was like oh there's quite a few of them around that's what I hear and it was Chandler which is a suburb outside of Phoenix and 
I was like, dang, because at our day job, we have EMTs rolling a yeah, lot. Yeah, none of them look like the ones that... And they're from two other cities nearby. <laughs> I won't shout them out because I'm sorry, none of the firemen that ever show up, none of the EMTs yeah. with those groups are ever yeah, good no. looking. It's like the dad bods and... Uh, but That's okay. no offense, dad bods. But I mean, this guy, I was like, hey, what's up? Have you been vaccinated? And he actually said no. And I was like, oh, oh you actually asked him. I swear to God, I talked you to him. You actually started a conversation with him. <laughs> Legit. I did. I was trying to find out if he was single. I see, I see. Did you find out? I did not. But I was dropping hints like crazy. Really? I was like, come on, guy. You have all my information. What more? What more? I was like, you know, I've had my shots. I was like. Or shot one. And he, so he was like checking on me and I was a couple cars behind. He's like, you still have like 12 minutes to go technically mm -hmm. before we let you go. He's like, how are you feeling? I'm like, I'm fine. He's like, you want to stay here? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm still doing Instagram posts so I can stay in this lane and finish my social media posting while I'm hanging out. He's like, okay. So I like roll up and like, I don't know, seven or eight minutes later or something. He was like, how are you feeling? I was like, still really good. He's like, no problems. I said, no. And um, I, that's when I asked him, I said, have you had the vaccine? And he said, no, which I thought was wild. Interesting. Well, so a lot of the volunteers, many of them are volunteers that are working to help this, this whole vaccination was an EMT. process. But what I'm saying is you can, they, they've been recruiting medical professionals to volunteer for these events. And then at the end of the day, you get your vaccine on the day that you volunteer at. Oh, interesting. Maybe it was his first day. I don't know. He it seemed really well versed. I mean, it was not even 8 a.m. Yeah. And um, anyways, he said no. And I was like, oh, really? Interesting. I was like, I'm thinking of putting this on my dating profile. Hint, hint, single. <laughs> and? <laughs> and I was like, I'm thinking of putting this on my dating profile. Like, I've had my shots. And you, he was like, oh, yeah, you totally should. Oh, so he just kind of left it there. I was like, all right. Oh, but you opened the door and he did not. Yeah, he didn't bite. <sighs> Budget he wasn't walking through it so Man. i was like all right peace out later yeah. gator out okay well, yeah good. my arm got sore later that day it was probably like i had it early my arm was probably the sorest it was like that night maybe 12 hours later i took a couple motrin just because i didn't want it to wake me up in the middle of the night and the next day it was barely sore and the oh, next good. day almost gone entirely and now i feel fine i never had any symptoms nice no nothing i did spin and did a lot of stuff around my condo and I'm good. Okay. Feel great. I'm going to get my second dose later this week. So great. I'm glad you got your vaccine. And first week back to work for both of us. And mm -hmm. it was uh, a, a little bit wild. Uh, things not working when they should be working and things working. But creating oh, like some day one of getting in. Yeah. We had a whole system suction system go down. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there was a bumps. But, yeah. but first week back to work is done so i think we're okay now i'm looking forward to the next week of work yeah so. this week in our country was also a little wild it was very there, some people wild. died which mm -hmm. was really sad and really unfortunate and i think I, I think i speak for both of us when we say like that is just nonsense and the it is it's ridiculous that something like that is even thought of or planned and then to be carried out like that mm -hmm. in such a manner the thing is i do i do want to commend the 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 frontline people who did their best to evacuate everybody out of the capitol building as safely as possible i think they minimize the amount of loss or injuries that could have taken place perhaps i think it was nuts that they basically <laughs> they basically just like stepped aside and let people storm the Capitol. Like 
that was just bonkers for no, me. No, they should not have done that. But I'm just saying, like, the, yeah. at the end, of, like at the end of everything, I'm glad that the Congress and all the people correct. that were counting and certifying mm-hmm. the results. I'm glad everybody got safe. Like, I loved right. the the meme, like the picture of the women that you know collected the electoral votes and like were you know escorted to safety. And I'm glad the whole process got to go on. Much love to Mike Pence because Trump basically disowned him this week. Yeah. And I mean, I'm I don't um, identify as a Republican. But I got to give Pence a little bit of credit for holding his ground and being like, no, that's I got to uphold the Constitution Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you're a nutcase. For sure. Oh, my gosh. It it was really great to see somebody actually stand up Mm -hmm. in that manner and let alone, you know, Pence. It feels like four years too late for most of us. But um, yeah, just some of the antics that. Trump has been able to get away with and Republicans in general sort of just being okay with it and all of a sudden you know takes this violent act and they're like oh maybe this guy isn't the one we should have been and and like whatever he's on his way out I hopefully they impeach him I don't you know there's minor ramifications if they do actually impeach him now which I don't think he should there's a there's a whole lot I, I don't need to get into it. it's not a political podcast yeah. we love but, you guys and I, I just want to say that, that yeah. we want to recognize that that happened this week and there are people's lives who are affected and mm-hmm. everybody was on edge come Wednesday evening Wednesday yeah. afternoon and if you felt fucking exhausted you probably you know that's a very normal response I know I think it was Thursday night I I slept. My watch told me I slept eight hours. I was like falling asleep Whoa, at 9 p.m. never happened. I know. I never I sleep like, eight what? hours. I dozed off on the couch at like nine and I was like, what's happening? And then I went to bed and I slept eight hours. Nice. Good for you. Wild. Mm. My body needed it. Good. I'm glad. What's new and good with you? What's new and good with me? I got to see a friend that I have not seen since before COVID and I got to see her two kids and we hung out in her backyard. Everyone was wearing masks and we sat six feet apart when we were eating dinner at her place. And it was just really nice to see someone that I have not seen in 10 months. Wow. And I'm, I'm so thankful that we were practicing good like COVID practices. But it is just sad because I can't believe it's been 10 months since I've seen someone. And I've been talking more and more to my family members who... They're like, I haven't seen your face in real life. And so and so like, you know, so it's just it's kind of nice to kind of start trying to touch base with people again. So that's good. And uh, I've been helping my mom trying to find a cement bench for our backyard for the last six weeks. And we finally got one. Oh, nice. I, I want to give kudos to anyone who is a really good, kind hearted neighbor because <laughs> my mom rides around the neighborhood a few times a week. And the other day I was riding with her and she was like, I want to go this way, this this one particular route. And there was this one house that she kept kind of hovering around and riding back and forth, looking at the house. And finally, I was like, Mom, why, why do we keep riding around this one street? And she goes, well, do you see that cement bench right there in front of that house? I really want that bench. And like, it's a really nice bench. And I keep wanting to ask them where they got it. And so I was like, well, mom, why don't you just go up and ring the doorbell and ask them where they got the bench? That's brave. Yeah. So she went up there. She rang the doorbell, but nobody came. Yeah, because it's COVID and no I one's know, answering but the she door. Was like, Anyways, two days ago, she actually went back to that house all by herself. And she said that the, the, the man actually was there. His garage was open and he recognized my mom. He was like, hey, you're the lady in my camera, my ring camera that <laughs> rang my doorbell. 
And I noticed that you kept looking at the bench in front of my house. I thought you goes, were going to steal it. Yeah, she was. <laughs> exactly. Um, and she was like, yes, you know, like in her broken English accent. She's like, yes, I like I like bench. Uh, where 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 did you buy? And he goes, well, you know, I don't remember where I got it, but I only live here. You know, every you know, I come and go. I have two homes. And if you like the bench so much, you can have it. No way. And I thought that was so sweet. And so now it's sitting in our backyard. I fucking love that. He was like, you're the lady in my break yeah, camera. Yeah, I know. Why so- you keep coming on my porch? <laughs> yeah. But uh, kudos to him. I don't know who he is, but my mom came back later with a big bowl of fried rice and uh, egg rolls. I love to that. To thank him. And so we now have a cement bench and my mom loves it. She sits on it every morning after she checks how, on all the plants. How'd you guys pick this up? Like concrete benches aren't yeah. light. So my brother found two of the neighborhood kids and they went over to the house and picked up the bench and walked it over to our house. Oh, shoot. OK, so this must have been really close. Yeah, he the neighbor lives a street and a half away or something. So it was just around the corner. And that's why I say like kudos to those people who are good and kind neighbors Whoever you are who helped my mom out, you have made her dreams come true Rock on. and she is enjoying herself and she's really enjoying the bench. And so thank you. Thank you. And me and my neighbor, I will say yeah. like in the condo here, the guy across mm-hmm. the way from me, like the entry across the way, we like pick each other's packages up. He's yeah. signing for my new phone that's coming oh, in tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. going to sign for it from tomorrow because UPS are dicks mm-hmm. and they won't let me change the delivery address. I was oh. trying to get it delivered to work and they're like, sorry, can't change the delivery. And I was like, fuck you yeah anyways anyways but yeah so that's, that's awesome i'm glad you guys got a bench yeah, take a picture yeah. of your mom sitting on it we could use that for the content we'll put it we'll put it on the instagram <laughs> okay keep an eye out listeners how funny coming soon miley's mom yes on on her bench. i love a good your mom joke but oh i'm gonna goodness, i'm gonna refrain you can tell me <laughs> i don't know i'll think of some i need that picture right. well i am super excited to uh get started with our episode this week it is with uh zach mulvahill he is a dating coach. Anything to add before we jump right in? I mean, this was really fun. I mean, oh, I do yeah. have a little bit to add. Like, okay. I just want people to know, like, if you find dating difficult, it's because you're not good at it. Mm-hmm. And I had said this to some friends recently and like, because they were just kind of room, like just mis- commiserating. That's the word. A couple of us were commiserating on like the annoying like guys on online dating and how guys will complain that like girls are terrible at online dating. And it's like, well, that's interesting because there's just as many of you who are bad at it. And if you're complaining about online dating and saying it's difficult and it sucks and it's not any good, it's just it's because you're not good at it. And I made the comparison like, oh, like I find brain surgery difficult because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Exactly. Shucks. So if I you mean, don't know what you're doing how, with something, yeah. you're going to find it hard. And it takes work, dedication, effort. And so if you want to be a brain surgeon, you have to put in the time to actually become a good brain surgery. Yeah. Surgeon, I'm not saying you would work seven years to go to school no. to try to figure out how to date, but like dating coaches to work you got to put effort into it yeah either read some online articles talk to a dating coach work on yourself like be have the space to like think like maybe it's me or maybe it's not everyone of it too right you don't just show up and like think that anyone's just gonna start dating you like actually put in the work to put your best self forward as well and in online dating which is what most people are doing now people who had probably shot it down for years and years and years are doing it now present company included like it's not intuitive it takes a long time to figure it out and like i think a 
dating coach could maybe save people some grief and like a lot of the tips in this episode could save you some grief and struggle and like Mm -hmm. a lot of trial and error which I love trial and error with my own thing and and we've talked about it before. If you listen to some of the tips in this episode you can save yourself time and really be ahead of the game once you're dating you know once you put yourself out there and once you start dating if you haven't already or you're thinking about dating a lot of these tips can help you not only uh, get started and get a head start on it or improve what you're currently doing that might not be working. I was just going to well. say that it will come. It it may change your experience of dating both online and in person. Yeah. So right. I, I think this one was really good. There were a lot of tips. There was so many tips that we actually have enough content for two episodes. And so tonight's episode is only part one. We hope you come back for part two, which will be aired next week. Part one this week is just about dating and uh, tips and kind of exploring Zach's brain on how to be good at what a dating coach is and how they help Mm -hmm. you and what they can do for you. And then uh, part two is we actually do a deep dive into all three of our dating profiles. (laughs) (laughs) And that is going to be a fun, fun episode as well. And we are releasing video footage. Mm -hmm. And so you can actually see us as we evaluate each other's dating profiles. next. I'm scared, but it's fine. (laughs) It's okay. I'm fine. (laughs) Okay, well, enjoy this week's episode and we will talk with you soon. See ya. Hey, hey, I am so excited for today's episode. We have had a few episodes on dating so far, but today we are actually talking to a dating coach. I am super excited as well. I met this person a few months ago and um, we hung out a few times, kind of hit it off on a, you know, a certain vibe like of philosophy and approach to life. I found out he's vegan and then I found out he was a dating coach and I had a ton of questions about that and about how um, just the things coach people. I like, it was just all very, very interesting. You're going to hear a lot of our questions coming yeah, up. I don't want to give it away now, too. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so I'm excited to explore that a little bit further and bring it to the people listening to this episode. Yeah, it's it's uh, interesting because he's a dating coach, so that's one thing that's interesting. It's also a guy too, so mm-hmm. you know, for our listeners, we've talked uh, on a few episodes about dating, but that's from our perspective, a, a female's perspective. Yeah. So I, I'm really interested in hearing his perspective as well as kind of hearing what he coaches guys about dating too. Yeah, because he coaches guys. And while uh, maybe women listening to this might be more familiar with Matthew Hussey or you Uh, know, Matthew Boggs. Okay. Um, This is kind of a slightly different perspective in that he coaches men on how to date. So it's like, I don't know if you're listening and you know, some men who maybe need to know how to date or, uh, you know, bookmark this episode, send a link to your friends. Uh, It's bound to be a good one. Oh, yeah. So let's go ahead and bring him in. We have Zach Mulvahill with us today, and he is a dating coach, and he helps guys improve themselves and their dating lives. Hey, Zach. Hello. Right. I can hear you guys now. Yay. Thanks so much for joining us on our podcast. We have been really looking forward to having you. We have lots of questions. (laughs) I'm just going to preface that from the beginning. (laughs) Miley always has a lot of questions. Anybody who's listened knows she has a lot of questions. I'm looking forward to the questions. Thanks for having me, guys. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Can we get started with getting to know you a little bit about, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? How, you know, if you're not from Arizona, what brought you to Arizona? What are you up to these days? 
Yeah, so I'm originally from uh, Crown Point, Indiana. And if you're not familiar with Crown Point, Indiana, it's about an hour southeast of Chicago. Uh, so the very tip of uh, Indiana. I originally came to Arizona two years ago. I'm right? sorry, when you say the tip, like the bottom? No, the very top. top and, uh, so Northwest Indiana. When you first said the tip, I was like, just the tip. And then I was like, <laughs> focus, Mandy. All right, carry on, carry on. The top, the tippy top. Got We're going to get right into that immediately. All right, okay. So. We dive <laughs> right in. It's terrible. Right, so I came to, I'm trying to think now where I left off. Yeah, so I came into Arizona uh, about two years ago. I think, so July will be three years. So I came to Arizona for a long distance relationship that didn't uh, work out. And I just decided to stay because I love the scenery and love the weather out here. So I uh, originally moved to Deer Valley. Now I'm uh, in Tempe. That's awesome. How, how did you get into your dating coach? How did you get into dating coaching? Yeah. So dating coach. Um, so it's kind of a little bit of a long story. And it started actually with the, the relationship that brought me out here. The relationship that brought me out here, uh, we moved out here, um, and it was kind of rocky from the very beginning, or we, when we moved out here, it was long distance to begin with. She was Tennessee, I was in Indiana. And since I work our, our remote, I was able to go see her a couple of times. And then she had family out here and I always wanted to move to Arizona. So we just decided we'll move to Arizona. We got here, it was, it was kind of rocky at the start and kind of got me into like a massive, uh, put me in a crisis and kind of depression. So I started going to therapy uh, and then started working with a fitness coach and the fitness coach kind of helped me turn my life around. And it was through that fitness coach that I actually met another guy in the fitness coaching program that worked with Adam Glad and Adam Lyons that were developing a program called Six Figure Dating Coach. They wanted someone that was uh, what they called an accountability coach, which now we've changed it to performance coach. My uh, fitness coach, you know, we're looking for someone that needs, that would be perfect for like an accountability coach. And I uh, helped a lot of the guys in the fitness coaching group be accountable. So he's like, have you thought, have you asked Zach? And so that's how I got into being a performance coach for this company. And so I got to learn uh, from Adam Glad and Adam Lyons, which are two phenomenal dating coaches and teach other people how to become dating coaches. So I got access to that course myself, went through that. And so you so were an of, accountability coach in terms of fitness or in terms of dating or was it, it started out with just fitness and then branched into or led into the dating stuff? So I was a performance coach for a uh, six figure dating coach, which dating, is a course you were keeping the people in check that were going through that program. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Got okay. it. Thank you. So, so these were people, uh, a lot of them were already dating coaches. Some were life coaches that were going through and they wanted to be learn how to become dating coaches. Got it. So I would go through, make sure that they, uh, they went through the material, they were working with students, if they had any questions on certain things. And then, so I went through that course myself and also had access, uh, talked with Adam Lyons and Anne Glad and kind of just absorbed everything like a sponge. And yeah, like I said, I got out of that relationship and I told myself, it's like, you know, cause that past relationship, it kind of, like I said, it got me into massive depression. I realized I don't really know what I'm doing with dating relationships. So I told myself, I'm gonna sit back and kind of, I looked at all my past relationships and realized that I was kind of the biggest common denominator in a lot of it. Like, so what am I bringing into these that isn't working? Hmm. And so, like I said, it kind of just, they all kind of started falling in place. It's like, I need to kind of sit back and like really work on myself and before I get back into dating. And then, like I said, this just kind of fell on my lap. It's like, well, I'm already kind of doing this. So like, let's get into this. And then from there, it's like, yeah. I have two questions related to that. Do you think that because they, you knew them as like a fitness coach or you knew how you got into meeting them was through a fitness coach. Do you think that they saw something in you that thought that you would a benefit from the program? Not only like, not only are you disciplined type of character who would be good at keeping people accountable, but do you think they saw something within you that thought you might really take to this program, something else like you might receive as much as you were able to give? 
Yeah, I, I know. So the guy that got me into uh, Six Figure Dating Coach, um, part of it was because I was keeping a lot of guys in the fitness group accountable, mm. which is exactly what they were looking for. Uh, they wanted someone that can, you know, kind of essentially, I mean, part of my French, but calls them out on their shit. And like, you yeah. know, you're kind of struggling on this. Like, you're not doing this. Like, you paid for this program. Like, if you want to see the results, you need to really put in the work. Um, I need somebody like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I joined CrossFit last year. I needed somebody to like hold me accountable, but no, that's pretty awesome. So then can I ask, oh, did you have a second question? My second question was what is dating coaching? Cause like, I mean, we've said this term a couple of times now, so, but it's like, can we get a little bit of like, what is your definition or six figure dating coaches definition of dating coaching? Yeah. So uh, six figure dating coach is part of uh, TDRI, which is the international dating and relationship Institute, uh, which is, which I'm a performance coach for. Um, and so they teach, um, their model is called the 3C model, which is connection, care, and chemistry, which there's all sorts of different dating coaches out there now. And so like the style that I teach, the, w- the way that I teach guys is I'm going to work with you individually and essentially like I help you improve yourself to become your best self to uh, improve your dating life. Because it all starts with you. Like if you're, if you're a basket case or like kind of like I was, you know, I was, I didn't know what I was doing with dating at all. I didn't know what I was bringing with relationships. I didn't know what I was bringing in. I didn't know certain things. And so it essentially works like you have to love yourself first with your self-worth and all of that. And you build that up uh, internally. And then you kind of, you can uh, broadcast that out. So I guess one of my questions, because I'm really fascinated by the idea of bringing your best self to the table whenever you're with someone. But I always find that, I do learn a lot of my about myself after a relationship has ended or when I face rejection. Can I ask if you're willing to share what's one thing that you learned from the program about, you know, what you didn't bring to the table before and then what you now know to bring to the table next? Okay, yeah, great question. So, one thing that I well, one thing that I was bringing that was really toxic before was uh I wasn't being very honest. Um and a lot of that had to do with like, I was, I was always told like, you know, happy wife, happy life. So like make your partner happy and you'll essentially, you'll be happy. And that's like furthest from the truth. <laughs> like you need to. I mean, it's not entirely untrue, but everybody's responsible for their own happiness. Yeah. And yeah. so, uh, and with that, like you need to be honest going into things. So like if you're going into dating, like, what are you going into it for? Like, what is your end goal? Um, do you want kids? Do you not want kids? Uh, marriage, all that stuff. Mm. And like be That's very it. upfront from the very beginning. Uh, this makes me questions. think of another C. I'm sorry to interrupt you. It makes me think of another C, compatibility. Yeah. Like if you date for compatibility yep. versus chemistry, you will be so much better off long run. Yeah. yeah. And you have to know yourself first to be able to do that. And if you don't know yourself. So that was one of the other things that I wasn't bringing in. I didn't know myself. Okay. Uh, how do you get to know yourself? Like, how would you, how did you get to know yourself? How do you encourage other people to get yeah. to know themselves? Well, and Part two of that is then how do you articulate yourself, right? So I can relate to your thing about you just saying, having those hard conversations about marriage and wanting kids and all that stuff. So like, how do you get to know yourself? And then part two, how do you articulate yourself when, you you know, especially during those hard conversations? Getting to know yourself is essentially like the questions you want to know about your partner or some like that some person you want to have a relationship with, you need to ask yourself those things first. Like, do I want kids? Do I want marriage? What am I looking for in this? What do I bring? Um, what do I want from somebody else? Like your love languages. Those are stuff you need to learn. Like, if do you know your love languages? Do you know how you speak them? Do you know how to receive them? It's essentially, you're asking everything that you're going to be asking a partner. 
or something that you're going to bring into your life, you need to ask yourself those and be very honest. And it's like, look at the way you speak to yourself. Look at the way you like the stories you tell yourself. We're usually probably the worst people. We're really like, we're nice to other people and we're extremely hard on ourselves. Kylie's um, really mean to herself. <laughs> We've, We've talked been working about this. on it. Right. Well, it's just, I can relate a lot to that because I, I know the answers to some of those questions, but with my last relationship, I was really scared to share that with my person because I was afraid of getting rejected and, and not feeling like I was worthy enough. So like a lot of the things that we've, you've, you've already mentioned before and how, you know, I don't know if guys have this, you know, have the same thoughts that I have. And, and so maybe, you know, I know you only date, you know, you only coach guys, but how do you coach someone who can, you know, who comes to you and says, Hey, I, I know, the, you know, whether or not I want kids or I know whether or not I, I want to be married, but I'm having a hard time being able to share that with a potential partner because I'm afraid of getting rejected. And sometimes I feel like I'm not worthy. So how, how, how do you overcome that kind of mental challenge? So, yeah, great question. So that's uh, coming from like a lot of self-worth. So that's actually one of the, the very first things that I work with somebody with is your self-worth. Because if you don't hold yourself to a high standard or like you don't have like a, you don't value yourself, it kind of makes it really hard for somebody else to, because you're bringing in, like, if you talk low about yourself, if you have this low energy about yourself, it really makes it hard for somebody else to, you know, see that worth. So you have to have that self-worth. There's a lot of, there's some self-worth exercises. Um, One of the best ones that I found is literally every day, write something, write 10 things that you did uh, today that you're proud, that you're happy about. And it could be the smallest things ever. Like you uh, said hi to someone, um, you held the door open for somebody. Like, and that, the more you do that, the more you'll see is like, you do bring value into this world and you, you know, um, you are worthy. So the, the, cause the self-worth starts with you. If you don't value yourself, it really makes it hard for somebody else to. It's the same thing. Like if you don't love yourself, how can you ask someone else to love you? Exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. So self-worth, self-love, they're very much tied together. So like the very first thing I'm going to work with students is the, like self-worth, self-esteem, self-love, all the internal stuff comes first. And this is like, this is where you really get to know yourself. Like what does Zach actually like? What, what do I want? And, and how do you get comfortable? How do people like Miley, who's like scared of saying it, like you get to this, you get to this point, you've written all these things down and you're starting to believe this about yourself. Articulating it can still be really hard for some people. Yeah. Like actually having to choke out the words. Yeah. Like spit it out. I, I sometimes get so nervous. I'll rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. And then when the moment comes, I just spit it out and all comes all jumbly (laughs) out and, and, and I'm all high, you know, I'm all high energy and then scary. Yes. I was just going to say that I've personally, I will say things out loud or run them through my head numerous times, sort of like a fire drill or a tornado drill when we were in school. Like if you know what to do in the event of an emergency, so to speak, like, or a first date. (laughs) But then part of me is like, but then it's like, I I have a plan to go into the conversation calmly and rationally (laughs) and logically. And I I know like the script that I have in my head that I've been practicing. And then it just not, does not go that way because of my nerves. And because again, (laughs) fear of rejection, fear of opening myself up, saying my truth. And then if I get rejected, that could potentially affect my own self-worth because now I'm like, I thought I believed in myself. I thought I was worthy here. I am being honest and then you get rejected or that, you know, it's like, it, and maybe it has to do with self-worth or it's, um, it maybe, maybe it has to do with the way you talk to yourself, right? Because they may not be mm-hmm. compatible with you. They may not agree with you or, or agree with some of the things that you have to say. And you have to be able to not tell yourself, well, since they don't 
share the same things that I do, it doesn't mean I'm less worthy. Yeah. I have two thoughts on that. And hopefully maybe Zach will agree or can elaborate on this. Like one, someone else's problem with me is none of my business. Two, I'm fucking awesome, but I'm not for everybody. So eat shit. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe you can say that nicer. (laughs) Well, yeah, there's definitely a nicer way to say that. Um, but it's also like that to someone's face. (laughs) Might delete your number out of my phone, but that's that's about as mean as it gets. So the whole like the whole fear and rejection, because it's it's being vulnerable essentially. You're putting yourself out there, but so the big thing with that is like, what do you? Because I know you, you said one thing also is like you're going out there with a, with a script. Well, like words like that, that makes it really like kind of hard to have an organic conversation if you're. She's a theater geek. <laughs> I am a theater. She's geek. a theater geek. Okay. But like the script is like in her blood. Or not a script, but like a bulleted list of things that I want to make sure I touch on. So it's not like a okay. word for word sentence. It's more like, okay, I want to make sure that I share how anxious I am or, and how, you know, what things I need or, you know, what insecurities I have. Like, I want to be able to say like, I want to be open and honest. This is one thing that's, that makes me insecure. Are we talking like first date? Cause sharing your no, insecurities. I'm talking about you later. Don't wanna, you don't want to dump that all soon. on somebody on the first one. No, so. but you know, it goes back <laughs> to when you're talking about, you know, family or, you know, like, okay. uh, kids, um, finances. Um, you're talking down the road, down like the road, a few dates in, few dates in when, when we're talking I honestly will bring up kids and marriage right off the bat. Oh yeah. First date. I'm I'm a big fan of not wasting anybody's time. If we're not on the same page on that, you're wasting my time. I'm wasting your time. I don't want to do that. So you would bring this up first date. Yeah. Kids and marriage. I totally agree with. Yeah. Okay. What else might you bring up on the first date? Especially in our age group. Like it's, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. Clock is ticking. I know. Clock is, <laughs> clock is ticking. Uh, there is no yeah. clock. I am not rushing. I, I don't want to rush to find my person. But that's a perception. I know it is. But anyways, but I apologize. Yeah. That's one of those things that's like really easy to scratch off. And it's like not a very, it doesn't have to be an emotional like thing. But if you date someone for six months and you're like, fuck, this guy doesn't want kids yeah. and I yep. can't wait to yeah. have a dozen. Get it out of the, and then once Bad. you, once you, cause once you, this kind of goes back to one of the first questions we had originally. If you start out with the big questions, it makes it that much easier to really get on the hard topics. So if, if you're starting off kind of small and like kind of trying to figure a way that you can get your way into those bigger questions. It, it takes a while to where if you just start off on the bigger questions and start off honest and vulnerable to, in the very beginning, it, it, it leads it, the door open for that. So it's very easy to be honest, open and vulnerable from then on out. Without oversharing and scaring the other person. I, I mean, so I'm, I'm real big on being vulnerable and being open. Like I, I struggle with, like I've struggled with depression. I still, like, I still deal with anxiety. Mm-hmm. So like that, I'll share that with people. Um, Cause the thing is like, if you want someone to open up, you need to go first. And like, if you want, uh, it's essentially lead by example. Mm-hmm. So if I want you to be vulnerable with me and open up and be honest, I need to be open be vulnerable and be honest with you or else you're, you're not going to trust me. You're not going to be vulnerable with me if I, if I'm kind of like bullshit and you know, you can feel that mm-hmm. women are we're way better on picking up on vibes and picking up on a guy's energy. You guys are mirrors. So if I'm awkward and you're going to feel that it almost comes off as like creepy, right? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It's a podcast. We're supposed to speak, but we're just sitting here making faces. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not saying right now, but I'm saying like. Yeah, general, we're not talking like, about you, know, you but yeah, I think are, we both did. Yeah. We both just go back in our minds to like, like a date where it was yeah, weird. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh yes, I do remember. Yeah, we both just literally went back in our heads to like probably 
a few dates where it's usually like, what that is it's usually the guy is probably pretty anxious so he's projecting it out to you and women are using mirrors well, so actually, you're feeling it so Go well, you're right. I was just on a date like last week with this one guy and he didn't ask me any questions. And like for me, I've stopped. I purposely stopped asking questions. So we didn't really talk much. <laughs> and I was mirroring him because oh, he was so quiet. You she I did hear about this date afterwards. She's like, it was fun. We played lots of games. Four I games. No idea what he's like. I asked a few questions and he stopped asking. And that's where we am. It all just. So that's why, like, if you have the conversation to where you get into deeper stuff, it makes it so much easier to have conversations that are on the deep and heavier things. So if you're you're talking like kind of the like board games or card games, how many siblings do you have? So kids, whether or not you, um, you know, another thing is like, whether or not you, what, what are you looking for? Like, are you looking for yeah, if you're, if you're looking like short term, like one night, casual, casual yeah. medium term, long term, like what do you want? Yeah, get that out. And honestly, so with dating apps, I, I with everyone's on dating apps right now, just especially because of COVID. If you can get that out on the app, even better, because then you don't even have to meet up. Yeah, you just swipe when you like. For example, if you're someone who wants kids and you have you run across well, somebody, I mean, who, I wouldn't do kids no? on the app. I'm, I'm I'm more talking about like what are you looking for? Like, okay. are you looking mm-hmm. short term, long term, medium term, mm-hmm. like? that and then you can kind of gauge from there okay so you look we're looking for the same thing then you go on the date then on the date you get into like kids marriage like what do you feel on this if you guys are on the same page what other things might we want to talk about on our first miley really needs tips i i need a lot of help (laughs) (laughs) you need a lot of guidance and i'm taking advantage you want to talk about compatibility coach compatibility compatibility and so like one of the biggest things with compatibility is uh your love languages okay and that's how, how you receive, like how you speak yours and then how you receive yours. Um, for me, it's easy. Like I'm physical touch and quality time, both. Like I receive, I like to receive that and that's how I, I speak mine. Um, okay. And you need to know your partners as well. Cause like, so if I'm, if I'm physical touch and quality time, that's how I like to give my love. And my partner is uh, acts of service and receiving gifts. Well, that's not going to work. Um, so you I, recommend I can, compatibility is when you match or can't you also be compatible if you can understand attraction is when you match Mm. there has to be a little bit of physical attraction in a relationship but you want to date for compatibility over chemistry but like compatible in in my mind compatibility is like shared and common goals like family financial stuff like kind of big things like that values in life goals and values like are we are we on the same page about some basics kind of like you said kids and marriage like that's like, are we on the same page about a few big things? And Those then, are honestly the biggest ones that I would talk about first, because if, if you're not on board with that, all the other ones are kind of, it doesn't make sense. Right. Um, so kids and marriage, and then they're like, you can start getting into like, if you want to get deeper, usually kids and marriage is for the first date. And then if you want to get more, like if you're, if you see- Is there a fun way to ask kids and marriage and compatibility that's not like, so kids, marriage, what's up? I mean- it kind of goes with like how the conversation's going. Like if the conversation's okay. going good and you're feeling a connection and you want to see like- What if there's no conversation? Like Miley's dates Thanks. are apparently dead air. Just well, one Don't date. just like, hey, kids, like <laughs> <laughs> you might get up and leave. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking like, so Bob, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see your life in five years? What does it look like? I I, I wouldn't recommend that on the- Do we hate that question? Date. Well, so- because th- th- you got to do a couple of things before you can do that. You, okay. You have to, you have to get into- you have to have that connection first and you have to have some form of vulnerability and the honesty has to be opened. So there, there is going to have to be small talk prior to this, but this mm-hmm. is, this is kind of where the guy 
So Miley, like um, the guy totally botched this. The guy is supposed to get to this. The guy leads. We know this. Um, <laughs> but if, if he isn't, like you can take over. But that's if you're interested. And that's usually, so this is a sign that I, I'll tell guys, if you're having a hard time with the conversation and the girl actually steps up to carry the conversation, she's interested in you. Because most girls don't do that. So if she's actually trying to help the conversation, she's interested. Um, mm. I mean, we all struggle. I mean, there's times I've been on dates and it's just like, I, I, I draw a blank. I'm just like, fuck, <laughs> I literally just, you know, that happens. And so if you can help carry the conversation, you know, it shows that you're actually yeah. interested. Yeah. You um, know, I'm thinking back to another date a few weeks ago, just because you asked that one question, Manny, about how to do like how to make it fun. I, I don't think it was fun, but we had, <laughs> well, no, the day was fun. The question, the way I ended up asking the question was, um, you know, we talked about siblings and then it led to how he, had a niece and nephew and how he was looking forward to seeing them for the holidays. And then I said, oh, so you like having, like you like kids, like you like to spend time with kids, yeah? And then it, that's what kind of opened the door up to asking, do you want kids of your own? Okay. And so like, it didn't have to, it just happened naturally. I was thinking of like, when was the last time I asked somebody about them wanting kids and, and that popped up? It's not a fun way, but it kind of opened the door from like a surface level question to that deep question. Okay. Or deeper yeah. question. Oh. Perfect. Because I mean, essentially case. you want to have, it's about almost, I mean, it, it's kind of like, I, I say five to 10 minutes, but it's going to be like situational based. Like I can't tell you, you can talk to this guy for five minutes or 10 minutes, and then it's going to be a good time to bring it up. It's, you're going to have to feel the vibe. But so the small talk, if you can get a person going from like places that they traveled, places they want to go to, get them into hobbies, and then you can get into like their passion. Once you start talking about passions, it's very easy to transition into um, goals, aspirations and stuff like that. And then with goals and aspirations, you can kind of transition into like, do you want kids like marriage? Like what, what do you see yourself in five years? But you have to talk about Pat, like it's get passions first. Cause then you hit somebody on a deeper level. Then that five-year question kind of comes out. A five-year question. I sometimes uh, but I've I'll tried be honest, to... like a lot of guys are not a big fan of that five-year question. So that's, that's why I, I would go kids or <laughs> Like marriage, like what, like, do you see that in your future? Cause then if you, if they see that in their future, then you can start getting more into like, you know, do you have goals and like, what's everything look like there? That's fair. I've never asked a guy that question and the guy's never asked me that question. I'm glad. I don't actually. think I've ever been asked that question. No. I've heard it's it. It's a hard question. That's why nobody likes it. <laughs> Was it five years from now is what? 2026. Yeah. Yeah. I, so what's I your five-year like, plan, yeah. guys? <laughs> it's very flexible. It is. I'm very open, especially nowadays. You just don't know. Every day is a different day. Yeah, honestly. There's a lot of ways. Yeah. It could go in a lot of directions. Okay. Well, that was really helpful to know about what kinds of, how to talk about some of those deeper questions on a first date. Do you want to talk about online? Do you have any suggestions yeah. for like pandemic first dates, like yeah. COVID-friendly, pandemic-friendly first dates? Uh, yeah. So walk in the park. Um, if you guys have a park around your place, uh, I know I have a park that's not too far from me, um, that, that you can bring oats and feed ducks. Um, the God of ducks, something like this. You can be a God among ducks. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Um, whatchamacallit, um, Tempe town lakes. Great. Um, any kind of outdoor event where you can walk around. I mean, I would say hiking, but that's probably not a good idea on a first date just cause I mean, yeah alone with somebody and on a trail so like like you could be pushed off or <laughs> like. 
I mean, there's that. I was, I was more so like, I don't, like, I don't know who you guys are meeting. Um, I don't know what your <laughs> vetting process is. So wait, that's a good one. Okay. So we're going to transition into dating profiles, not to cut off yeah. your pandemic vetting. friendly yeah. dates, but like vetting. So let's get back to vetting, but like dating profiles were online. Cause you can't just go hang out at the bars and like pick up strangers just anywhere these days. Do you have a top three mistakes you see people doing on their dating profiles or top yes. three things that you um, coach people on? So no list. I mean, if you're gonna do a list, it's gotta be positive. If you have a laundry list of like, you can't have this, don't have this, don't, it's oh. like you're, oh, you're already negative. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. like I'm, if I see anything negative, I'm immediately, it's like, no, you're a negative person. I don't want that in my life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the other one on this topic, the other one that I hate is when I, people are like, I just want someone honest. I'm like, well, who wants a fucking liar? Isn't that obvious? Don't take up space with something that's yep. So it's something like that. Obvious. Obviously, they and then there's always the cookie cutter ones. I see that all the time. It's the uh, it's the one with like um, you ate a cookie and then you find like you, you ate an oatmeal cookie and then you found out it was a chocolate chip cookie. Then an hour later, you found out it was an edible. I'm pretty sure that's online because I see that everyone uses that. I'm like, that's not. I, mean, I don't know. Never, I haven't seen that. I don't know this. I don't know this one either. Well, I think it's, it's just that must be what girls are using then. Oh. It's, <laughs> Apparently I'm not in the loop. What is this an answer to? What prompt is this? Yeah. Dating me will be like this. And it's like, you had an oatmeal oh. cookie. Yeah, it's like, okay, that's okay. So dating me is gonna be like, I ate an edible. Like that's not a roller coaster ride I want to get on. Dude, I read um, one the other day where it was like dating me like, and the guy wrote a roller coaster. I was like, no, <laughs> if I want a roller coaster, I'll go to a theme park. <laughs> Yeah. So anything that is like can be portrayed negative. Uh, mm -hmm. If you have a list of like a laundry list of I can't have this, I don't have this, or I, I won't. Mm. Anything negative, it's immediately a no because you're bringing negativity into my life. I, I don't want that. That um, is true, actually. Sometimes when I start to see like even it's subconsciously, if I see like cons yep. or don't, yep. the the end that's, like that's the your, negative that's their self talk. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So pay attention. Like look at the way they're talking. If it's positive, if they're talking respect, admiration, ambitious, goals, um, these are all positive things you want to look for. Now, if it's like, say the only thing they're listing is like uh TV shows, uh movies, Dungeons um, and Dragons, video games. <laughs> Dungeons and like Dungeons and Dragons, you're using imagination. So I mean I can I can I, see that. Like I don't know. But, I just should I see on profiles that I don't know what the fuck it is. But if it's like it's if it's just TV shows and like movies, that's like those are the only things you can put on your profile. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, um, like unless you're a person who's only into TV shows and movies, and maybe that's great for you. Yeah, but for me, that, that's not. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't own a TV. So doesn't say anything, anything really about you. So I agree. I, I that's hate, the thing. If you, if you can't show anything about your personality or anything that anything that you're doing painful. interesting in your life. Mm -hmm. Because then it's like, that means I'm going to be the interesting thing in your life. And I'm, no. Yeah. Too much pressure. Well, it's not even too much pressure. It's just the fact that it's like, now it's, that's all we're going to be doing. Like, I am going to have to be the one that come up with everything. I'm the only one that's going to be doing interesting things. Or are you only going to watch TV? It's like, I, I live a very active lifestyle. It's like, I, I'm going to be hiking at the gym, uh, experiencing new things. That doesn't involve the TV. That's not new. Yeah. So, so what, okay. So that's good for prompts. Like tell us something about you. Don't give any cookie cutter responses, no negative lists. We don't, we don't want your negativity here. You, you uh, kind of want to like show your personality in those prompts. I know it's not the easiest thing to do with those prompts, but you can find ways. Mm -hmm. um, or like some of the apps have a bio or a profile. Yeah. Like yep. on Bumble, you can have a little area that kind of it's open ended. So you yeah. can just describe yourself. Mm -hmm. That's where I see a lot of lists. Sometimes yep. I see, yeah. and I see a lot of 
emojis. Instead of words, I'll see like 20 emojis. It's a list. That's what that is. Um, they, were, they were trying to be creative, which I mean, it's a good way. But then at the same time, now I have to go through the emoji and try and figure it out. I'm trying I'm to not, question not, if you I'm know. I'm that. questioning if you know how to spell. Like, what's your, what's your grammar like <laughs> if you, you only speak? put emojis? That's another big one, grammar. Um, oh, I, I know grammar. for guys in general, because it's funny. I know women always... I don't know how many times I hear women always complain and bitch about grammar, but then yet the grammar in your guys's profile in the women's profile. Really? Yeah. Oh, my, <laughs> I, I have a picture like, in mine oh. that says I'm judging your grammar, silently <laughs> judging your grammar. There's a photo in my profile. <laughs> I have a thing for like your and your, your, like your, your, your. Yeah. two and two, T O yeah. and T O O makes me nuts. And there and there and there. there. Yeah, those oh, are really the only, thing, only three. Those people, are three. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen that, but people will list that. Like you need to know the difference between that. Um, yet again, I, I haven't I, I seen that in a while, but I wouldn't I use that as a, no. cause yet again, that's oh, a prompt. No, no. It, it's, it's like showing that, you know, now you're going to be judging and critiquing everything about, nope, I'm, I don't want that. Well, no, what I'm thinking <laughs> is if you're going to use any of those words, make sure you know how to use those words in your profile. Have <laughs> really, like, I'm <laughs> like, do you suggest having somebody look at a dating profile mm. before they post it? Like your clients, are you like, have yeah. somebody give it a glance, send do me you, some screenshots. Yeah, Let me just take a at... peek and see what's going oh, on. Yeah. So with my dating clients, I'll go through, I'll walk them oh. through. So you like your pictures, pictures are the biggest thing for guys. Okay. Um, I highly recommend every guy needs to hire either. Like if you don't have the money, um, if you do like, you can go to Instagram, usually, um, look at some Instagram photographers. If you like their work, usually you can get 15 to 30 pictures for 150 bucks. Yeah. Um, so bring like four or five outfits with you and just make a day of it. It'll, it'll literally take an hour. Yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll only take all sorts of different pictures. Um, and if they know what they're doing, the one thing to look for is they're either going to schedule, schedule you early morning around sunrise or later in the day around sunset. If they don't schedule around those times, don't book them. Got to get that um, golden hour. Exactly. Prime time. And find my um, angles, get my light. If you can't, if you don't have the funds to get a uh, to hire a photographer, you can get a selfie stick uh, that has a tripod. I've used it before. That was actually what I did with my first pictures, um, like on Amazon for 15 bucks. It has a Bluetooth remote, so it looks like somebody else took it. Because that's a big that's a big no no for guys is no selfies. Um, because then wait, that portrays wait, wait, photos guys of don't guys? like girls with no, no, no. selfies guys or... are not guys cannot take selfies. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. It's one of those double standards. Like if, cause if you're taking a selfie that essentially says that you're a lone wolf, you have no friends and it, like, why don't you have friends? I hundred percent <laughs> agree. And so. yeah, I, I have rejected numerous inquiries yep. where all six photos are selfies. Yep. I saw yeah. one profile. It was six selfies in his vehicle. What are you doing? You're married. Yeah. So, so some Why guys can you only take pictures you, in your you're car? Getting, yeah. Some guys will sit there and say, oh, you're getting professional pictures. You're a tryhard. It's like, okay, if you, if this is the way you're funneling girls into dating, like to, into your life, or do you want to just spend five minutes on this? Or do you want to yeah, put some right. effort just into some it effort. actually bring quality people into your life? Dude, like I will never be offended. It, yeah. You're going to get like, what you put in is what you're going to get out. So if you just took five minutes of this, that's what you're getting out of it. <laughs> so yeah, I would never be offended by someone telling me you're trying. Yeah. Okay. But it's also like cool. it, it from a girl's perspective, it's like you're not even trying. Like you're not taking mm -hmm. this seriously. Like obviously this is dating and we want it to be fun, but this is serious stuff too. And if you're just taking six selfies of yourself in a car, it shows <laughs> that you are not taking it very seriously. This is just like this is just something you squeezed in for five minutes of your day and you're not making any effort. Maybe he I really admires his car, you know. <laughs> All I could see is your stupid seatbelt. I don't even know what you're driving. It also shows no creativity at all. Zero creativity. Also, I have, a, oh, this is total side rant, but I have a thing about tank tops. If like, 
more than one photo in your dating profile is you in a tank top. I just, I struggle so, so hard with that. So let's, let's talk pictures. So um, for pictures, like you should have like one headshot or body shot. You should have, um, if you have a dog, for sure, put a dog in there. Like that's a, that's a cheat. Chicks um, love dogs, yeah. but not more than like, not every picture no, should no, be a one. dog and, and not like only a dog, not only the dog like, sitting on the floor. I've seen so many profiles where it's just the dog. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh no, you have to be doing something with like either with holding the dog. the dog or like, yes. down, like if it's a big dog, be down with the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you have to be with the dog, not just a picture of the dog. You have to be with the <laughs> oh, dog. so many profiles have <laughs> just a dog. And I'm like, so, okay. So that's actually, if it's only the dog, um, it might not be their dog. <laughs> that too. Exactly. I wonder, I'm like, whose dog is this? And then captions. So, honestly, that the guys know that is a hack. Like girls are like, oh dog. They just immediately they don't there's no thinking. They just immediately swipe right or whatever app you're on. But yeah. So and then you need to have one social. Cause if it's even if it's like you have if it's all your pictures are professionally done, but you have like you're still a lone wolf. Mm kind of portrays that lone wolf so you need to have one social like a group picture yeah like um, that's so you're you can have professional photos i totally agree but like you need to have a photo where it looks like someone actually took it of you in a real world setting like and yeah. a group photo is okay if it's obvious who you are in the photo i get these so dating gr- profiles photos, where i'm like you need to I'm white like, out all the other people's faces i'm a goddamn private detective trying to figure out who the yeah. I don't, all you white people look the same i don't know who you are in this photo there's like four bros and i don't know which one it is when i can't make out who you are i'm just like i, I don't out. know out just i'm not going to spend much time trying to figure out you got like 30 seconds to get my yeah. attention so if you have if you're putting other people in your photos like they didn't ask to be in, in your tin, in your profile, Tinder, Hinge, whatever app you're using, like block their faces. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause then that literally, it makes it real easy. Um, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no guessing. And don't worry about my friends. They're not hotter than me. And then, <laughs> <laughs> There have been others where I'm like, I hope it's this guy, but I can't make sure. I, I don't know if this is the guy or not. <laughs> and then, so also one of the other photos, if you could have like uh something that you're passionate about. If you, you can get that into a photo, do it. Uh, if not, do a funny picture. Um, if you are athletic, do an athletic picture. Um, no shirtless photos, unless it's either at the beach, pool, or like it called for shirtless. If it's a shirtless mirror pick, that's, yeah, there's no reason for that. I hate mirror picks and I hate shirtless mirror picks and I hate tank top mirror picks. And if you're going to do a mirror pick, clean your fucking mirror. Like this just... <laughs> Yeah. But the gym mirror, I don't, I don't like, I, what do you want a fucking trophy? Like, like, I don't, yeah. everybody works it, out. I don't For care. me, it comes off as um, a little cocky or a little pretentious. And I don't like that. Yeah. It's incredibly ego centric. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't freaks me if, out. Yeah. So if it's going to be athletic, it needs to be like, uh, yeah, the gym picks. I, I tell my guys not to do it because it's, we think it looks good. <laughs> Girls think it looks stupid. <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah. So if it's going to be athletic, it needs to be outside. Like if you're hiking, it, show off your physique or your athleticism in something that you do outside. Or if it's like you do boxing, you do jujitsu, show that. Um, yeah. If you shoot, do that. Um, but yeah, and I think uh, like all your pictures, they can't be the same. They have Sunglasses, to be... hats. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like sunglasses, hats are no, no. Like I'm bald. So I, my picture is that it's out there. I don't try to hide that. I own it. So. And what's up with so many guys not smiling? It, I go in for like the stoic look. I I, I get it, but yeah, it's, it's the more. It's literally like six mug shots. (laughs) And I don't, uh, yeah. Who died? It makes me think like you are not a happy, like a positive person, right? Positive. Super judgy over there. (laughs) No, this is, I mean, this is like 
a long, lot, lot, a lot of swiping and I'm swiping on a couple of accounts. So <laughs> it's like, there's just, there's just dudes who like, don't smile in a single photo. So my thing is the very first photo. So with me, profiles should always be like you presenting your best self, right? It's all about like showing effort to show your best self. The very first picture should be for me, should be of you smiling, looking happy, looking positive as though you have, you are living a good, happy, best life. Mm -hmm. Um, because I want to see, uh, what I'm looking like, what I'm looking for is, is this somebody that I can, like my life can fit in with theirs or that I want to be part of what's going on. And I want them to be part of what's going on in my life. And so when the very first picture is a mugshot of them, like trying to look too cool or, you know, serious and not smiling, it, it, doesn't make it look fun. I love the way you say it. trying to look too cool and your face all <laughs> scrunches up. So cute. Yeah, so that's that's why like the first picture should be like a headshot or body shot. Relaxed, um, smiling. Yeah. Yep. Enjoying yeah. life. Look warm like, and friendly. Like, yeah. like you want people to talk to you. Like you want me to talk to you. Christ. <laughs> why? Yeah, your first picture should and friendly. by far be your best one. Yeah. That's going to be the first one that everyone sees. So if it's like, if and your it, worst one's right up front, like sometimes it's the only it picture might be they'll see. Left. So, yeah, sometimes it's the only picture. That's right. So you want to make it your best. I mean, oh, well, if, if it's so, okay, that's another thing. That's one of the things that one of the negatives of if you only have one picture or yeah. if your bio is only your Instagram handle and your Snapchat. First off, oh. I don't know who uses Snapchat anymore. My sister. Um, is she 12? <laughs> no. I don't know why she loves Snapchat so much. She just does. She always sends but, me things in Snap. I'm like, if I could yeah. delete this so app, that'd be if, great. If you're on, if the only thing in your bio is Instagram and Snapchat, yeah, no, um, that's not happening. So that just don't do that. Okay. Okay. So we got good pictures. We got good prompts. Once you get into the matching and you're sending likes and you're getting likes, how do you, how to message? I would like to talk yeah. just a little bit about how to message. Like what's up with the, like, there's a lot of things we dislike and, yeah. in messaging. It's mostly like really, really basic small talk. Although I understand some, some of it's necessary. Like you said, even in person, when you get to the dates, like you need a little small talk to warm up and get to like the big stuff. But like, it's such a struggle when you put a bunch of things in your profile that people could comment on. Like I have travel photos and I have photos on, at like events and doing things I enjoy in places locally. It's like, I've, you know, talked about things I'm interested in, in my prompts. Like, and then for somebody to just go, Hey, how are you today? <laughs> It's just, it's yeah, so, so the, the one thing, if you're going to like message, well, obviously if you're on the app, you're going to, well, hopefully your message, hopefully you're just not doing liking. validation. Just don't send likes. That's also another thing I don't like. Great. Thanks send for likes. liking my photo. What is this? Facebook? Like people will just like your photo without sending a message. Are you on, on oh, well, okay. the like I, button? I, I, I can get that. Cause you're trying to see if it's a, like, it, it's that whole fear of rejection. You're trying to see if it's a match before you even decide to talk to the person. I get that. Yeah, it's like a half effort just to me. Just because you match doesn't mean you have to initiate the conversation. You could match back and then it's back on them to initiate. True. So but it, I, it, like it, if you had... I, I understand that concept because it's literally taking away. It's it's not the best approach, but I understand it. It's literally like, you know, because now they get to see like, oh, do they like me? And then you can start the conversation. Even there. if you just say cute photo, like two words, just use a word. I'm guilty on for just pressing I, the like button. I, I don't know. always have a message with it. I mean, like I'm on Hinge and I mean, Bumble. It is funny hearing you guys talk about this, but have you guys been on Bumble? I have. I am on Bumble. I'm on her Bumble. Women do not know how to fucking start a conversation whatsoever. Really? 
<laughs> okay, so tell women what they're doing wrong. Yeah. You just told them like the whole, Hey, I don't know how many times that, oh, girls God. will just wave. Hey. They'll use the wave emoji. I'm like, that's how you're going to, it's like, okay. So guys hate this. Well, girls hate it too, because when I get that, I, when I get that on hinge, because on hinge, the guy can start the conversation. And so like, I hate when guys do that. I purposely don't, if I start a conversation on Bumble, it's usually like a sentence or two and I'm referencing something in their profile and I'm asking a question. So I don't, I always start. And, but again, this is just mm -hmm. me. I'm, and I'm not saying like, I'm good at this or anything, but I the make sure I don't say The best thing is have hey. like a, have a short opener that is mm -hmm. very easy to respond to. Like, it's not an intricate question. Like kind of what Mandy said, like something you can go off their, off of their pictures. Like, Hey Mandy, I saw you like traveling. That's it. It doesn't have to be a question. Like it gives you something to start into. Like, you know, that's it, literally some of the best openers. There's no, like everyone's like, oh, what's the best line that's gonna work? There's no line that works. <laughs> Just Someone sent me one. Life. Someone sent me one this week that said, what do you call a fish with no eyes? <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I wasn't in his profile at all. So I was like, I'm so, I want to know the answer to this question. So this joke, but I can't. So if anyone knows what do you call a fish with no eyes, please let me know. Cause I didn't hit this guy back to find out, <laughs> but uh, I don't like yeah. dad jokes what? really too much either. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, what, so the best, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, well, yeah. What other advice can you give to girls if they're on Bumble and they're starting the conversation or on hinge or any other app and it's like their turn to start the conversation or they've been as you know, like on hinge, sometimes the guy will just say like, Oh, so-and-so invited you to start the conversation. Yeah. So it's, it's the same thing. You can literally say, Hey, their name. And then something that you found in their profile or something you like in their pictures, something that you can pick up on them. Uh, okay. say something about them and then go from there. Uh, like I saw you like this, or, you know, it could be as simple as like, Hey, uh, so-and-so I like your style. So once you get this going, maybe you chat once or twice back and forth. How do you flirt? You need to have messaging? a plan. Oh, okay. Let's talk about you, you that. You need a plan. You know, cause okay, the goal okay. is to get that first date, right? Like I'm yep. assuming yeah, our goal is to get five a date. To six, in five to six messages, you should have the number. Okay. If, if, and if you don't oh, have the number, oh, right, then it's, wow. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm not, I'm not there. If a guy's not asking for your number within six messages, should, should I just blow this turkey off? I mean, some, some guys might take longer, but for me, like I, I, I'm trying to get it within five to six messages. Mm -hmm. And if you're giving me like a rigmarole role while you're trying to get around things, like not worth my time. Mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. And how do you end? Like, so the, uh, one of the questions I had later was like, how do we some conversations properly... just end? Just end. Okay. <laughs> some girls don't message back. It's like, well, I'm not going to continue. Like I'm not going to yeah. continue to chase. Right. Um, I know women sit there. I, I've heard plenty of women say guys like to chase. No, we don't. Um, <laughs> We're not chasing. So if you're not messaging us back, we're not going to continue to message. This goes on to like a way bigger philosophical thing where like, I don't like a chasing mentality and a scarcity mentality. These are all like yeah. the wrong mentalities and don't go into dating if you don't have your head on straight. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that either. If a guy's not asking me any questions or engaging in conversation, I'm just like, bye. I don't get really offended by anybody ghosting. I don't really even consider it ghosting in the app because you haven't, met in person yeah, you haven't done anything yeah. it's kind of like being in the bar and like if i'm out at the bars and back in the day when we were allowed to go to the bars and talk to strangers without you know fear of dying or whatever i might just talk to people for a little while and then mm -hmm. just like wander away and never talk to them again and like that was very fine so it's like i don't know people get way too offended by the whole disappearing on the apps and it's like okay bye 
Let's, uh, that let's... all comes, that all comes back to like the whole self-worth. A lot of people are getting their validation from being mm. liked from all of that. And that, that's, that's a whole other issue. Like you need to <laughs> really work on yourself before you decide to jump into these. I was going to say, can, um, how do we transition from like a first date to a second date? Do you have any tips on that? Oh, so or... first date like went well, like the first date went well. Any advice on how to trans, like how to, how to, you know, cause the thing is like oftentimes in my, no, go ahead. Give us some context, Miley, yeah. cause we don't understand. I mean, the guy should technically be like, if you had a good first date, the guy should, should have initiated or like reached out for a second date. I mean, ideally I've got a second date set up before the first one's even done. I mean, if, if, you it's, that, if you're if having a good, good first yeah. date, yeah, you yeah. like, that's one thing I'll teach you. Like if it's a good first date, schedule the next date on that date. Okay. Yeah. Like, get it set okay. up. Some like, so I know some guys don't like that. I'm not a big fan of that. Like I honestly, cause a lot of times I, I, my schedule is so busy. I'm not sure. So it's like, you're gonna have to give me time. Like you can ask, like, you know, I like a second date. Like I totally want that. You're gonna have to give me time to look at my calendar first and like, let me get back to you. But that also that expresses intention and that is something. It's yeah. not just like, Hey, this was fun. Thanks. <laughs> like it's cause then not, you're showing, yeah. The guy yeah. knows cause it's cause you guys are leaving just the same way guys are like, do you know if the guy liked you or not? We're, we're going through the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, did, did I leave the date thinking like, did she like, me? I had a great time, but does she like me? I don't know. So I'm going to shoot out like, hey, I had a great time. Like, let's do this again soon. Okay. That's how I'm going to initiate it. Like I had a great time last night. Let's do this again soon. Does and then if I get a response, then I'm going to figure out what's that. Oh no, that answers my question. I was just curious. Like how to yeah. if, you get a, if you get a response, then you can like, what's your availability? But my next question was flirting. So I, yeah. we, t- you were like, you need to have a plan. So how do you flirt in the apps? Is there flirting? Can you flirt successfully in chatting in the apps? You can flirt by using like we. Mm. Interesting. Tell me. So more. like, you know, I have a plan. You can sit there and say like, I have a plan, you know, for a great evening for us. You're saying us like that's because mm-hmm. now you're saying like, there's a future for us. <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. a flirt. Um, or that, that sounds like something fun we could do together. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or I hope so, that's something we can do together soon. Do you have recommendations on how not to flirt? Don't be overtly sexual. <laughs> okay. Like in the first six messages, probably don't ask for like nudes. Yeah. No. <laughs> are, you, are you doing that? <laughs> yeah, Mandy. Are you? These are all my are dating you, blunders. Are you asking for yourself or for our <laughs> listeners? <laughs> We're just revealing all of my dating blunders right now. Or if it's My really what you want, I mean, picks. don't we want honesty? <laughs> <laughs> just honesty. Just tell me what you want. Nudes. <laughs> uh, do yeah, you... That's one way to get them. <laughs> oh my God. What are your thoughts on video dating? Especially because of its, mm. pan- its pandemic. Like what, you know, do you, is there any advice for video dating or are you thinking chat on the apps within the first, you know, six messages, you're hoping to get a phone number and then hopefully you're setting something up in person. I mean, you can't. So if you're in a video chat, I wouldn't do like a video date. Um, I would do a video chat if you wanted to. If you, So this you can use this if you think the person's catfishing you. If you want to see if you want to get to know their voice, you want to see more of like like their tonality, their sense of humor and certain things like that. Um, you can get like I, I, I recommend this for guys like you can get girls off the app and literally like, hey, give me um, you can do Instagram. Well, I don't know if you can do. I know you can do voice messages on Instagram. So that way you can hear the other person's voice mm-hmm. and kind of get a sense of how they, um, things like that. And then if you want to do, uh, I wouldn't do a video date cause it's just, seems weird to me. I've never done one. Oh, I did one. Um, it was kind of awkward. I do like the video <laughs> chat, like instead of a phone call, sometimes like yep, I've done a quick. couple video chats, like instead like, of hey, a phone call, minutes. it's like, 
Yep. Yeah. Can I just see your face? See what this is about? Like, do we have any chemistry? Is there any rhythm when we're actually talking? Because like when you're messaging with somebody, people have time to craft responses and they can be funny and they can be witty or they can be like cute or whatever. They can be all these things because they have time and you don't even know if that's them. Like they might be somebody might be helping. (laughs) Somebody might be helping them write their responses and you don't know. So it's like, do you have a few minutes? Like, can we chat? Like, can we turn on the video chat and I can actually see that you're the person a, like you said, catfishing. I mean, I don't know if girls get catfished much, but that's a legit suggestion for guys. Girls get catfished or girls. No, I I don't. I don't think girls get catfished much. Um, Maybe on like the height, like dudes, dudes might be lying about how tall they are. Like that's a thing. But um, other than that, I don't think girls get catfished. Yeah. So uh, I've been, I've been catfished multiple times, but that's why I say body shot. That's one thing. If, if, oh, if you're see. just head, if you're just head and shoulders, it's an immediate note. That's one of the other things, mm. head and shoulders. If you don't have any body shots, no, not okay. you're hiding something. <laughs> oh, look at that. That makes sense. And if they're all heavily filtered photos. Another one. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah. Nobody likes that. So that's when a video chat would come in into play like hey i got a quick five minutes can we just get a video chat like see if we vibe uh before and then if we vibe like let's set up a date yeah because then you're showing intent and you know if if they don't get a video chat they're hiding something (laughs) yeah that's a signal i like how you said uh hear their voice too because i think miley and i have both talked about like hearing someone's voice and some voices you're like oh i don't know if i could listen to that for I mean, an hour, let alone a lifetime. These are super judgmental. It's not judgy. It's like true. It's like some voices just are different, right? Like you, you told me this happened to you on a date and you were like his voice though. She says this in, if y'all have listened to any of our episodes, you have heard Miley say, like, we've asked people like dinner questions, like who would you go to dinner with dead or alive? And she's like, I don't think I could listen to that voice for that long. (laughs) she said this this isn't me this is her i happen to agree but <laughs> but you started that i'm sure i did i started a lot of things <laughs> i think it, i i think in like one of our episodes about the jonas yeah. brothers there was one of them you were like i don't want to listen to him talk. no 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 i said i well actually yeah you're right <laughs> i did say that um what i could listen to joe jonas's voice my whole life but i don't know if i could listen to um kevin what, kevin's voice my entire life that yeah, I did start that, but I was just comparing the two because I love Joe's singing voice. I could hear him talk and sing all day long. There are some voices that makes one of us. So. <laughs> <laughs> Probably two. <laughs> you least, two. <laughs> this end of the this end of the camera is fine, totally fine with it. Um, and so one thing that I, I just kind of remembered, which I know we talked about this a little bit earlier, uh, but I'm not. I, I know we talked about it, but I'm not sure where it necessarily fits in. But non-negotiables. Oh, yes. So I think where we talk about like compatibility. Um, so you need to have, and this doesn't really fall into compatibility, but it's something you need to have if you're like, when you get into dating is what are, you need to have three non-negotiables. Um, you can make a list of 100, you get three because finding those three are going to be near impossible. So if you have a list of 100, it's 100% impossible. <laughs> so you need to have three non-negotiables and that could be, um, like if you don't want kids, that could be like, they don't have kids and they don't want kids. That could, that could be a math. That's a big one, but you have to really sit down and like write these down. Cause like I said, you only get three, so it makes it tough. Okay. Miley's non-negotiable is you must be a flosser. I was just thinking, I wonder what my three, move. I wonder what my three non-negotiables are. Hey, what's flossing are. dance? 
I'm so like not. With oh the no times. no oh, there's a floss dance that's really popular. Yeah, the Look one up. where the, yeah. yeah the kid yeah mm-hmm. the backpack but kid no, or something. I, okay okay yeah. I think flossing might be a non-negotiable for me. We had a whole uh, episode on negotiables and non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, tobacco use was a non-negotiable for me. Flossing was a non-negotiable for me. So you got two that are going to be real big on teeth. Like maybe <laughs> non like well, maybe I'm just a dentist. put good. Maybe like, what? Okay. Dental, oral but, hygiene. So instead of having two that are on teeth, encompass one to be all around mm-hmm. teeth. Do things that will keep your teeth. Good oral hygiene. Because if you if you you only got three non-negotiables, yeah, then it's like, and you're using two well, on teeth, you got one. I can't left. think of any other non-negotiables that are not flexible or up for discussion. I guess I do. I also live in a very yeah, gray like, area with a lot of things. That's like, why, yeah, like it's contextual. I could if if we're if I mean they they can change, but yeah. going into it like you need to have. So for example, like mine when I started out, you had to be, uh, you had to live an active lifestyle. You had to be vegan. Then it had to be independent. I've dropped vegan. Like that's just it's no. Uh, in a haystack. I I feel you. Yeah. Um. So like I. So I, when I've you say mine. independent, what do you mean? So that's another thing. I've I've changed that. I don't I don't necessarily. You don't have to be independent. I want you to be interdependent. So yeah, active lifestyle, interdependent, and then like a big one for me, like you don't have kids and you don't want kids. Because mm-hmm. that's. Yeah, I don't. I'm not having kids. Um, if I do change that, I'll adopt down the road. But as of now. So if that changes, I can always change it down the road, but mm-hmm. those are my three. And so that kind of sets up from there, like dating, like I know getting into things like this is what, if you have any of these, it's an immediate no. If you have these, then we work on, if you have a couple, we can kind of, you know, play from there, but yeah. What do you say to guys who find out on a date that like first date, you find out these non-negotiables, it's a no. What are the, what's up with these guys who like want to stick around and be friends with the girls that they've gone out on dates with? Do you, do you encourage guys to like continue to be friends with people they've dated or is that friends money in what to, sense? I don't know. Happy hours socially. I mean, if, if you're using it to like grow a network, then mm-hmm. yeah, me personally, like I, I usually don't do friends with women unless like there's, if I'm a, if I'm attracted to the woman at all, it's very hard for me to be friends. Mm-hmm. I, I it kind of goes off the guys if they want to, if you can do that, do it. But I, I, I don't think it necessarily works out too well. Okay. I was just curious. I've heard this from guys and I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I have a question about just you as a dating coach. Let's say you have a client. Can you walk me through what the timeline or, you know, what is the processor, you know, what is the process of being a student through your program? And, and do you ever like successfully graduate from that program? And what, you know, just tell me a little bit more about that side in case we have listeners that might be interested in in a dating coach or we have listeners that have friends and want to reference or or recommend yeah so how the dating coach thing works uh we get on a call one-on-one i see if you're a good fit um just to even see if like our personalities vibe from there and then see if what i'm offering actually is going to help you i don't like i don't want to work with you if i'm if i can't get you the goal that you want so see if if you're a good fit and then if you are i do a 12-week program um, so I essentially work with you for three months and it's all going to be like working on self-worth and a lot of stuff like your sticking points and see from there and go from there. And like I said, it's all going to be tailored to each individual person to see like where you're at, what you're struggling with, and then what I can help you with and get you essentially the goal that you want. It's going to be like, if you want just one night stands, if you want short term, if you want medium term, you want long term. Do you help guys with their dating 
profiles. I've heard of dating coaches who, who screen love interests or whatever you want to potentials? call it. Yeah. Potentials. Like I've heard of dating coaches who will go through the screening for their client as far as like, like doing the matching. That's what I'm looking for. Like coaches who will do the matching. Is that oh, so like I'm on their profile and like swiping or yes, yes. Oh no, no. I'll, okay. I'll help them set up their profiles. Like I'll, I'll help them, you know, with the prompts and how to like convey themselves on the dating apps. But then the rest is up to them. If they if they have questions with like what do I like how do I respond to this? They have like they can shoot me a message and I'll sit there and be like okay you know this is what you're gonna want to respond and like it's not a guarantee though <laughs> like I still fail all the time so it's not like like I'm an expert I'm getting better and everything but at the same time it's like you know there's no one line that's always gonna work for everybody. I mean online dating is just it's a ton of a ton of no's a few maybes, yep. but it just takes a ton of work and like like you said earlier you will get out of it, what you put into it. So if you want something quality, put some quality time and effort into your profile and into working the app, like swiping, responding, chatting, etc. And then like, I also, it's not only like right now it's mainly online, but if you need help, like actually like work with like uh, approach anxiety, like to actually go approach a woman in person, I help with that as well. Cause like, like right now we're kind of What's that? Like, like tips on how to conquer your own anxiety. Yeah. Okay. That's that. That's you have a lot of guys that like, I know I dealt with that for the longest time. Like actually going up and approaching women. I mean, I get it. It's like that whole fear of rejection. So you, it takes a little bit to get over that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any advice now that we're back on rejection on how to work on that? Like, let's say, you know, that you have that fear or the, and you want to actively work on trying to overcome that. Yeah. So one of the best ways to get over rejection is go get rejected and start off to where there is no, where it's kind of a small loss. Ask somebody like, Hey, can I have a dollar and then get, keep getting bigger from there. Like once you get okay with that, then just you, you really, cause the thing is like, there's this incessant or this inherent fear that uh, if I go do this, there's going to be a massive consequence. It's usually our brains like we're going to die. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's why the whole, there's that whole fear of rejection. It's kind of that uh, tribal mind that we have like back in the tribe if you got rejected you got rejected from the tribe well if you got rejected from the tribe you died so that's where that comes from so to get over that is start doing small things that you know you get used to rejection so like i said I go to starbucks ask for a free coffee they're probably gonna say no <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna do and that then, tomorrow because <laughs> the cool thing with this like if they say yes what's What's the worst that happens? You get free coffee. Kick ass. <laughs> That's yeah. actually the best thing that happens. Like the worst thing yeah. that happens is they say no. Yeah. So. And then you, it's kind of like getting comfortable in an uncomfortable yep. situation. So then 100%. when it gets to the to times where you are going to put yourself out there for the possible rejection, you know, well, I've been able to handle the rejections, like all these other rejections. What's another rejection? Because it's essentially a muscle. So you just, you have to build it up over time. And it's not like you're going to do, like, if you go to the gym and you work out once, are you going to be jacked the next day? This is fire drills. This is no fire drills. <laughs> yes. Fire drills for no's. I'm into yeah. it. And then, like I said, it just keeps, once you get comfortable, it just keep more advanced. Like, you know, um, to, like with some guys, like I said, like, you don't have to go up and talk to the girl to get a number. Maybe the goal is just go talk to the girl, talk to the girl for a minute. If you can talk to the girl for a minute, great. Next time, two minutes and then advance from there but it starts out as just go get a rejection from somebody. Are these people that are like guys that are comfortable talking to other guys in, in random situations? Like, I mean, me personally, I talk to like 
everyone. It's harder now that we're wearing masks, but I'm like the friendliest of friendly. I'm like the most introverted yet insanely friendly person. Like I will talk to everyone at the grocery store. People will be looking for something in an aisle for a really long time. And I'm like, I know this, like the baking aisle. I'm like, I know this aisle, like the back of my hand. Just tell me what you're looking for so I can help like, you. Let me help. You look like you're looking for something. How can I help? Yeah, like I talk to everybody everywhere. Like back before we had to stand six feet apart in the line, I might be talking to the person in front of me, like asking questions about what they were buying. But like, so like guys that are maybe timid or anxious about talking to women, are these guys also timid or anxious about talking to men? And do you ever like tell them maybe go ice break just by talking to a guy at the gym? Like, can you talk to any strangers? There's only women. Yeah, that's another big thing. That's why I said like it, it doesn't like it. so initially like if you have that fear of rejection, that's it's not. I'm not going to start you off talking to a girl. That's, okay. You <laughs> like, don't have to ask for a free coffee from a female. overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So or I mean, it could like be like people in general have social anxiety. So mm-hmm. one of the things to get over that is like to go out and act, mm-hmm. talk to people. Like you don't get better b- being social by reading books or sitting inside. Like you go out getting better at being social by being social. Facing facing and embracing your fears to overcome your fears. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, what is it? Uh, it's something exposed. Is it environmental exposure? But it's like little, it's a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. Cause if you I do like too it. much, like it's that massive overwhelm puts you in a crisis and you like immediately retreat back and then you kind of go down that downward spiral. It's like, oh, I failed at this. And then it just keeps getting worse. It's like, so it's a little bit like the small wins, yeah. small steps. Yep. Yeah. I like that. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we all know about, you know, just when we talk about goal setting, we all know like it's little steps at a time. And so apply that same concept to fears, to getting certain things that you want, like talking to somebody or mm-hmm. being able to go on dates. Well, this was super fun. It was. Yeah. Thank you so much for all of your advice and your expertise and getting to know you and just, uh, yeah, it's yeah, I had fun. No, this was a blast. Do you have uh, any social media or any uh, any information where our listeners can contact you if they'd like to get more information or uh, refer people to you? Yeah. So if you can get me on Facebook, it's just Zachary Movahill. Uh, Instagram, it's at Zachary Movahill. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm usually posting stuff every day on Facebook. Um, so and then if you like the way you get my clients is literally uh, through Facebook. So if you're interested in work with me, you can always uh, shoot me a message on Messenger. I'm very responsive on there. And if they're not on Facebook, uh, is there an email that they can reach you at? Yeah. So email is going to be uh, Z-M-U-L-V-I-H-I at yahoo.com. Perfect. And we'll include all of this in our description. Any last uh, last comments for our listeners and last pieces of advice for our listeners? Words of wisdom? Um, like I said, get to know yourself and... Be honest with yourself first before you can be honest with somebody else. I think those are very wise words. I'm going to take that to heart. Thank you so much, Zach. <laughs> we really appreciate your time. And we, I, I really had a, a blast. Thank yeah, you. It was awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys. This was fun. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. So my favorite part about that might be just his words of wisdom. I really like, you know, it, when we get to know people just on an, you know, just everyday people, um, knowing what they stand for or what is important to them is really uh Mm-hmm. interesting to me. And being a coach, I sometimes can be a little skeptical because I'm like, what's your, and everybody's you know, a coach. What's right. your background? Uh, yeah, what gives yeah. you the right? Right. And I really like how he, you know, his entire coaching is based on get to know yourself and don't mm-hmm. be afraid to be honest with other people about it. 
And I really like that because it's not just the the foundation for dating. It's the foundation for any and every relationship you have in your life. Mm -hmm. And so while he identifies himself as a dating coach, I really admire and I really do like the concepts that he's using for all of his clients. But those same concepts can be applied across the board with any relationship you have in your life so that you want, you can be successful. So uh, that's my, my favorite part about uh, getting to know Zach tonight. I agree. He was really um, insightful and it was a good, I like that he shared a little bit about himself and his struggles and how he sort of stumbled into the place where he is now. It was sort of like, I'm very much into our path. Isn't always what we think it's going to be. And sometimes, you know, things change and things happen and we change and other people come in and other people come out and we get new perspectives and our perceptions of things change. And we end up on this different path and it can throw people very easily into like a depression or a funk or a weight gain, whatever it might be. And he kind of like told us, he like started doing these things to kind of, he recognized it and he started doing all these things to get out of it. And through doing those things, like bettering himself and working on his mind, was he introduced to, you know, he had this fitness coach and then he figured out there was a dating coach and they were looking for an accountability and he became that person. And he got really interested in the subject matter that he was holding other people accountable for. And he jumped into it. And um, I think he has a lot of really solid tips and good advice. And anybody who, you know, follows him on social, hopefully will pick up on that and, um, Maybe he'll make some people, you know, he'll make, he'll make y'all better daters, whether you know, if you're paying any attention and, and you want to be better at dating, um, there was totally something I was going to say to him and I completely forgot. Maybe I'll save it for the intro, but I was going to say while we were talking to him, like some people complain about dating saying it's hard. And from my perspective, it's only hard because you're not good at it. Yes. So, you're not making an effort. You're not working on it. You don't yeah. want to, you don't want, you're not to, good at it for a yeah. number of reasons. And it's, but like it, if you find something difficult, it's because you're not good at it. I find brain surgery difficult because I'm not good at it. I don't know the fuck or I'm doing. you're not willing to put the time into working at it to make yeah. it successful. Right. They, they, if you, yeah, if you're finding dating difficult, it's because you're not good at it. And if you want to get good at it, you need to enlist the help of some people mm -hmm. who can, you know, you need to have some humility and you need to let go of that ego and ask, what am I doing? What, what could I be doing differently to get a better response? You're completely right. I like that mindset a lot too. That was fun. It was. I don't know that I have a favorite part, but I just enjoyed getting to hear his journey and uh, it was really it was fun bouncing ideas off of yeah, him, it was uh, fun. hearing what guys think, which reaffirms, I would say, most of what we yeah. kind of come to the conclusion of. There are some new nuggets there. But also to hear that there's actually also a lot of similarities between what men and women want and don't want or don't like or, you know, aren't enjoying seeing when they're doing like looking at different profiles and stuff like that. Like that's one example. So yeah, it's kind of nice to know that, hey, we're, you know, we're we're all just looking for the same the three C's yeah, connection, mm -hmm. care. What was the other one? I already forgot. And chemistry. Was it chemistry? Was that the yeah. last one? So that was awesome. Listeners. Well, what kind of question shall we ask our listeners? What's their biggest struggle in dating? Ooh, I like that. What's your biggest struggle in dating or what, what one thing do you wish came easier to you in dating or what one thing could you work on? I guess any, it, those are all pretty similar questions. 
But we'd love to hear from our listeners yeah. about your take on dating. If you're and don't just say dating's terrible, it's yeah. hard, it sucks. Because if that's you, you already know my opinion on that. <laughs> you're doing it wrong. But tell us about yeah, tell us what you want to know how to do better. What are you struggling with? Let us know so we can find another content expert mm. and bring you some more tips and tricks. For sure. You don't need to hear them from just us. <laughs> like moderately successful daters. Speak for yourself. <laughs> you are you are pretty amazing. Okay. Uh, so yeah, please share with us your thoughts on this episode. You can find us on Instagram at the main dish podcast and on Facebook at the main dish pod on Twitter at the main dish pod. Hopefully we get some of this video content up on YouTube, but don't hold our feet to the fire. It'll be done before 2021. Yeah. 2021 <laughs> before the yeah. end of 2021 dot, dot, dot ellipsy, yeah. ellipsy, ellipsy <laughs> sometime in 2021 video content. We will yeah, get yeah. it up there. We're excited. Thank you so much for being with us this week and uh, we will see you or talk to you soon. Love you. Love you too.